I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always, my co-host Ed Birdsall. Actually, I should say, here with my co-host and member of the Fantasy Pros Consensus, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you doing? Adam, thank you for just the the, the stunning, the stunning introduction. I am just fantastic. I am over the moon. Got the news last night that my application was accepted to be a part of the consensus. And now, here we are. I'm very excited to see Amon Ross St. Brown ranked in the top 15 on Fantasy Bros. Like, seeing the best rankings for players that you like, like, who the fuck ranked him this high? And seeing that it's you, I will have a cow every please, time. Please, Adam. We all know that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be number one on every rankings chart imaginable. See, you, you'll be those guys where you look at the rankings, you're just like, he has them where? And it's you. Who? Like the people that we, that we shit on, or not even shit on, but just like question their, for their fantasy football acumen. You know, you'll, you'll be one of those guys where it's like, I'll, who, be, wh- I'll, be, that, I'll be that guy that probably ends up having I'm going to say Brown so far ahead of everybody else. And you'll have more recognized names in the industry. Be who the fuck is this to put I'm on Russ St. Brown, number two receiver. You have Matthew Berry calling you up like, hey, uh, can I listen to your thoughts on I'm on Russ St. Brown? What do you see in him? Well, Matthew, I can tell you that I'm on Russ St. Brown, a.k.a. the sun god, has a wonderful nickname. He is a friend of mine. He is my child, and I do most certainly adore the man. So in that instance, he is worth being put as a number two receiver only to Devontae Adams at number one because Devontae Adams is the original, original child of mine. He's just grown up into a man, and he's out of the house. He's very, very much out of the house. Cam Akers, Amon Ross St. Brown, Joe Mixon even. still Still very much living at home. Very much living at home. But Devontae Adams, he's out of the house now. That's quite the metaphor that you just said. Devontae Adams is out of the house. He's out of the house. He's out of the house. He, he, he is an adult. He is an adult now. Yep. He's I, moving out of his parents' house and moving in with his brother or cousin from Fresno that he went to college. Or he's moving in with his boy that he went to college with. I believe also his college roommate. I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. That could be... Um, it could be speculation, but I feel like I've heard in the past that Devontae Adams and Derek Carr were also college roommates. Let me uh, let me actually check up on that while you uh, while you go into uh, go on to a tangent, Adam. Okay, well, I th- I feel like that would be a pretty happening dorm to have Devontae Adams and Derek Carr hanging out together. I mean, think of all the extra work. I mean, if you're the coach of Fresno State at the time, I don't know who it was, but Think of all the extra work that they can put in going over the route tree and different plays and stuff like that. I mean, no wonder Devontae Adams did so well at Fresno State to uh, get him to a second round pick who, I mean, he should have been a first round pick, but still. Um, I. They were not they, roommates. They were not roommates. They were not okay. roommates. No, I don't know where I heard that, but I apparently made that up. Fake news. You call yourself a member of the consensus? Uh, you call yourself I, a fantasy football expert? 
Hey, hey, listen, if I get that blue check mark on Instagram that I applied for, I'm going to be unbearable. <laughs> You're going to be like Cowboys winning the Super Bowl unbearable. I won't be that unbearable. I'll be unbearable, but that that's just, uh, that's that's the pantheon of 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 un, of unbearable. That's that's like that that's the, the peak of Everest. There, yeah, well, you, you can't go any higher than that. Peak unbearable would be if all in the same year, which will never happen, if Cowboys win the Super Bowl, Knicks win the NBA championship, Rangers win the Stanley Cup, Yankees win the World Series, and Arsenal win the Champions League. See, to those where I don't have any teams in common with them, yes, yes, I'll be unbearable. I'll be peak. But, like, we'll take you, for example. You would be elated with two of those. Yeah, we can be unbearable together. Yeah, the oh, Knicks and the We will be Rangers. so unbearable when the Knicks win an NBA championship. Oh, I would oh, be the most we deserved it. We, we, we have deserved to be unbearable. Long-suffering Knicks fans. Ladies, ladies, date yourself a Knicks fan. If, 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 so, if, if the guy you're trying to date is, is, he could say he's a Knicks fan, that's how you know he's loyal. You want to date a guy with patience? Date a Knicks fan. Date a yep. guy who's a Knicks fan, a Jets fan, and a Mets fan. Fair point. Fair point. That is a guy with patience. That, that is a very fair point. <laughs> You 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 want to you just want to go for the guy who wants all the glory and thinks he's hot shit, even though his team have done absolutely nothing. Go date a Nets fan. Go to the Yankee. Also, to go date a Yankees fan. No, we won. We we we've won a World Series. I I see the Yankees win a World Series. Well, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase. I see the Yankees win multiple World Series, but I've I've seen the Yankees win a World Series that I can recall. Have you seen them like? You were well. Technically, we were alive. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. I was, thir- I was oh, thirteen years one. old. The other ones. The uh, the late nineties ones. Now I was I was four years old. Yeah, I was three four years old. So I didn't I, know I, what those, was. those are the ones I'm talking about. I was was I alive for them? Yes, but do I have recollection of them? No, no. The only the only team that I've seen win a championship is the Yankees. 2009. Yeah. And the Arsenal. Only, and Arsenal. And Arsenal. The only of my teams that I've seen won a championship was Man City. Multiple times. But it's not the same. Because they're not a New York team. That's why I have to go, you have to go to Manchester. That's why I have to go to London. Uh, I, w- I would do that in a heartbeat. If I had the I had- money. Because tickets to the Etihad are expensive. I'm, I'm sure you know. They're not as expensive as the Emirates. <laughs> highest highest season ticket prices in Europe, baby. We can't. We're not even. We're not even the. We're not even in the fucking conference league. We are the highest season ticket prices in Europe. <laughs> we are the Arsenal. We are gargantuan. Maybe you guys are like the Knicks. At least the Knicks with more recent success. No, no. Tottenham are like the Knicks. I guess so. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, Tottenham. Tottenham are like the Knicks. Actually, probably Everton are probably are more like the Knicks than anything. Maybe Manchester United? No. I wouldn't say that. United the, do have, do have the, the they've won the they've won the league in the last 10 years. Won the Champions League within the last 15 years. 
But outside of that, what 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 have United done for me lately? United, the Spurs are Manchester United. The San Antonio Spurs. Yes, sorry, not Tottenham. The San Antonio Spurs are Manchester United. Um, I would even say the Lakers. Well, the Lakers won a championship within the past. That's true. They did, they did win COVID year. COVID year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, the Spurs. Yeah. Maybe the Heat. Yeah, I would say the Heat. The Heat? Maybe. Because many United, many United were in a European final. They just lost. To, to my guy, once a gunner, always a gunner, even if it's a manager, Unai Emery. I think, I mean, the Spurs are kind of like, the San Antonio Spurs are kind of like, their Alex Ferguson never retired. So he's just still there and the team is terrible. Fair. Fair. They just they just never recovered from from Ferguson leaving, which is which is fantastic, which it truly is 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 sensational stuff. Yep, I love it. Just keep being shit. Inject it into my veins, please. Did you see um speaking speaking of just absolute shit? Did you see uh, Tottenham lost in the FA Cup today? Oh, they actually lost to Middlesbrough? They oh, lost. funny. 1-0 in extra time. Yep. I did see that they were behind in extra time, but I thought they would have pulled some bullshit. Hysterical. But no, that's amazing. Truly, truly fantastic. Arsenal and Arsenal Loney, Florian, uh, Florian Balogun was, uh, was in the team for Middlesbrough. Was that the Riverside also? Yes, it was. Cool. And the Riverside was popping off. I can imagine. It's fantastic. Fantastic stuff. We we absolutely love Middlesbrough. Don't look at many Manchester City games at the Riverside, please. For the love of God, don't do that. <laughs> I I also would like would love to report. Um, I have a bet that is currently in right now, and I need seven more, eight more points. Excuse me, from Kyle Kuzma. I need. Oh, okay, so my Cade Cunningham side of the bet has hit. And the Raul Neto side, I had one. I was looking for one three from Raul Neto, and that just hit. So I need eight more points from Kyle Kuzma to be $200 richer. So Kyle Kuzma, please, for the love of fuck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Please, please reward me, Kyle Kuzma, for being a member of the consensus. As if Kyle Kuzma knows what fantasy pros is. Maybe, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Might- well, they have fantasy basketball. Maybe he yeah, looks do. himself up. Oh, yeah, they absolutely do. They absolutely do. Like, if I wanted to become an MLB expert or if I wanted to become an NBA fantasy expert, I could put in ranks for MLB and, and NBA if I wanted to. You know to. what? Actually, since we're on the subject, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. What do you have to do for those who may be aspiring fantasy football writers or fantasy football rankings holders? What do you have to do to be a member of the consensus like what do you what kind of credentials do you need to have basically you need to be working you need to be working for a publication that has some sort of name value and you need to there is actually a link um on fantasy pros it's very very hidden you really have to know what you're looking for um i did not find it it was just something that uh through mutual connect i was able to get uh into but I know for a lot of other people that don't have this connect, it's actually on the fantasy pros 
website. So if I pull this up, I'll tell you exactly where to go. So if you are on the Fantasy Pros website and you go all the way to the bottom, you're going to see the Fantasy Pros logo. You're going to see, you know, it's YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook links. You're then going to see jobs underneath. It's going to give you the whole spiel of what they do, blah, 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 blah. But then there's going to be um, an open positions tab and there's content and you're going to see a director of content. You're going to see fantasy writers. You're going to see sports betting writers. You want to click, click on fantasy analyst. And what it's going to do is it's going to say apply to be a fantasy analyst. You click on the link and boom. That's what, that's what you have to, uh, what you have to do. And there was another um, something or another uh, that was on here as well, but I guess they must have, I guess it only came up because of the link that I got. Um, but that is how I was able to, to do it while of course having the connect, it really helps to, to know people that could, that could get you in, which is, which is the only reason why I was able to get it just so to that person, thank you very much for, for getting me in there. And now I can say that I'm a member of the consensus. I'm on Rose St. Brown top 50. Here we come. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, I think the reason that, that it's so Dream hidden. is alive. The reason that's so hidden, I think, is because um, they just don't want anybody. Because, like, if they had that position, you know, out in the open, then they'd have tons of schmucks applying, saying, oh, yeah, I know what I'm talking about with fantasy pros. And then if they just allow anybody to do that and they start approving people, then, you know, the rankings are going to lose their credibility and get kind of skewed in one direction or another. Well, that's the thing with this. And what they were telling me is, is that I'm not going to show up on the tabs right away that what they need to see is I'm going to be monitored for the next couple of months to just kind of see that I'm constantly changing my ranks that I'm making notes, I'm basically benefiting them before they benefit me by putting me on the um, the accuracy competition that they have amongst all of the uh, all the experts in, in you're in on the probation, industry. basically. I'm on probation, yes. Bingo. I'm on yeah. probation. But I have access to everything, which was actually very cool about this too, is so when I when I do all my my writing which I am going to have a, a fantasy article coming out um, later in the week, talkingpointsports.com, go check it out. Um, I can actually download all of the ranks that are on here where all I have to do is just, I move around. I don't even have to like type guys in. It's just basically a chart with all the guys there. And I just move around as I want. I can download the ranks and I can convert it into a like a spreadsheet chart sort of deal like a csv but, kind of exactly and then put it onto a page in a digestible form for the consumer which is fantastic stuff oh and, cool that's awesome within the last within the last 24 hours i have done half ppr ranks a very 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 provisional half ppr standard ranks ppr Dynasty and rookie ranks. 
tell me if I am ready to just claw out my eyeballs. <laughs> and it's March 1st. It's, it, it's March 1st. People, people pay your rent. Pay your rent today. Adam almost forgot. I didn't almost forget. Almost. 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 You remembered. I did. And I did. But yes, it's March 1st. It is March 1st. Pay your pay rent, people. Pay your rent. Pay. Make your landlords happy. It's not a leap year. Don't forget. Thank God. Fuck leap year. All right. So preamble over, you know, discussion about whatever the fuck we talk about because we talk about literally anything and everything before these. Ain't that the fucking truth. Let's go into the mailbag. Mailbag. I haven't done one of those in a while. Hence the need to clear your throat as emphatically as you did. Yeah, well, hey, as a throat clear of a fantasy pros, fantasy football expert right there. And you are just going to be very insufferable about this. I can already tell. Maybe, maybe. Well, I haven't even appeared. I haven't even appeared on the list yet. Wait until I appear on the list. Wait, wait until you can go onto the rankings section and it says Ed Birdsall, and you can click on the link. Then I will be even more insufferable. I wonder how long it's going to take before I'm no before I'm no longer happy for you. Um, but give give her give her give her about ten minutes. <laughs> I was pretty happy when I got the text because you know it's always nice to see your friend succeed, but you know, kind of, kind of trying it, trying the patience here. Oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dick. <laughs> but anyway, we have nine mailbag questions, and they're all positional debates. We're not even positional debates. They're player debates. And they're all like positions. So it's not like Cam Akers versus DK Metcalf. Like, no, it's going to be within their specific position. So it's going to be very interesting. And Bert and I are going to debate as we usually do. And first off, pick a number. And one thing that I also wanted to point out uh, this was to people who have submitted the most questions in the mailbag. I actually reached out to them uh, to provide guys that were pretty closely ranked together um, and to provide scoring for those that uh, apply. So to all the people that I reached out to and to those who provided their input for the mailbag, Dankasha. Yes. Well, thank you for this because the scoring is very important, especially when you're debating positions. It's a ma- it makes a massive difference, let me tell you. A massive, massive, massive difference. Yep. All right. So pick a number. Um, it's one to how many? One to nine. One to nine. One to nine. Um, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Derek Jeter, number two. Oh, Derek Jeter. He's in the news recently. A very timely. Very, 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 very timely. Um, but the Yankees need to get an organizational organizational position for him immediately. And fuck Rob Manfred. 
I agree on one of those. You should be agreeing on both of them. I don't care about what the Yankees do. Come on. You, you, you don't think that it is just a match made in heaven, Derek Jeter working for the Yankees? Putting, putting all Mets bias aside, doesn't even matter what the role is. Derek Jeter with the Yankees makes sense. Well, yeah. That, that, okay, that's it. That's it. Okay. He could he could be the he could be the fucking uh, equipment manager for all I care. Get Derek Jeter back into the goddamn building. Well, the thing is, you know, it'd be it would certainly be a step down if that is the case, because I don't think I think the owner ownership really likes Brian Cashman, even though Yankees fans don't like Brian Cashman. Um, that's a love hate. It definitely is a love hate. But Derek Jeter is going to be going from CEO to what? Assistant GM, maybe, for the Yankees, if that. If that, yeah. Yeah. But he clearly wanted to win. The organization in Miami didn't see it that way. And I think he'd take the step down for a chance to win with the Yankees. I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, the feeling just has to be mutual there. And but what better anyway. place? What better place to build your baseball cred than working within the New York Yankees as the assistant general manager to Brian Cashman, to then potentially get a general manager job elsewhere if that's what Derek Jeter wants to do? I mean, the the, the guy doesn't have to submit a fucking resume for Christ's sake. Well, yeah, I mean, in baseball, in sports, you don't. If you're good at, well, listen, I mean, this is a whole different discussion about i mean maybe he should submit a resume because just because you're a really good player doesn't make you a good executive maybe it makes you a good coach but it doesn't necessarily make you a good executive um adam how many times do we see guys who have had no experience whatsoever in the coaching slash executive realm be hired as coaches slash executives off the fucking street well we see it all the time Steve Nash was in the BR soccer studio brandishing bullshit about Tottenham Hotspur exactly three months before he was hired as coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Well, yeah, exactly. And honestly, I think the Nets made a mistake anyway, firing Kenny Atkinson. But that's besides the point. Adam, if the Knicks hire Kenny Atkinson, you'll hear me screaming from the rooftops. I would be so happy. Me too. I would be so happy. Guy that knows how to manage young players. Come on. It's not that fucking hard. But we see this in so many sports where you have guys that like, okay, Derek Jeter has some experience with the Marlins. Experience in tearing down a team that was looking to contend in the future. Yes. Because he traded away Marcelo Zuna and Giancarlo Stanton. And Christian Yelich. Yes. One of those trade trades actually ended up being worse, like one of the worst trades ever. Really? We you yeah. traded away Christian Christian Yelich, really? Well, I think at, at the time a lot of people were, were a bit more uh, a bit more upset over the uh, the Stanton trade, of, trade. Of, of Stanton. Yeah. That was the one where people scratched their heads. Yelich Yelich was a good player in Miami, but you know, they traded him. And I think him being the superstar that he that he is now, no one really saw that coming. 
Like he was a good player with potential to be a very good player, but nobody saw a good player potentially becoming a great player, which is what Yelich is now. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a bit of a foundation in Miami, especially with the pitching, with uh, potentially Sixto Sanchez returning and Sandy Alcantara and um, solid position players like Jazz Chisholm. But yeah, I, I don't know. He has some experience, but whatever. Listen, this is so off topic. I can't even, this is so off topic. We have to talk about number two. Question number two is from Pete. Where's Pete from? (coughs) Pete is from the home of the Basin Talk podcast. Pete is from Portland, Oregon. Portland, Pete. Pete from Portland. What's up, baby? Pete from Portland asks. Portland Pete. Kyle Pitts versus Darren Waller. Oh. PPR. Oh. Oh, that's an interesting one. This is half PPR, you said? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, You want to give your take first, Adam, or you want me to give mine? I can give my take first. Go ahead. I like Darren Waller more than I like Kyle Pitts because I think Darren Waller, he was injured last year, but Darren Waller has more of a track record of success and he's in a better offense. Definitely with a better quarterback. Well, just better offense. Let's say better offense in Las Vegas. And I mean, this could change if a certain wide receiver from Fresno State goes and signs with them. But as we stand now, even with Hunter Renfro being incredible last year, Darren Waller is probably still going to be the number one target in that offense because he is just so good. And he gets that and he gets all those targets and he gets those receptions. I like Darren Waller a fair amount. Yeah, I'm on the Darren Waller side as well, but I, when I was doing my ranks last night, uh, I encountered a really tricky question when it comes, when it comes to pits, because we, we had the discussion last year, right. Of, Oh, take Kyle Pitts in the fourth round. We, we weren't saying that Adam, Adam and I were not Kyle Pitts guys, but the majority of people were saying Kyle Pitts fourth round, and that's where he was taken. He was taken as a fourth round guy last year. Pitts broke the rookie record for most receiving yards in a season by a tight end, but only had one touchdown. It hurts Pitts that he only had the one touchdown. Because I think if you were to have Pitts with four or five touchdowns with the receiving yardage that he had, yeah, then yeah, there there is a case to be made that Kyle Pitts should be taken in the late third round, early fourth. But with the way that tight ends are going to be taken this year, Pitts is a very interesting case because look at the history of Matt Ryan with number one guys. The classic example is Julio Jones. Julio Jones was one of the best receivers in football while playing with Matt Ryan. But what was the number one problem with Julio Jones while he was in Atlanta as number one target, Adam? 
health. Well, health, yes. And the fact that he didn't score. He didn't score okay. touchdowns. Yes, that's true. And he, he, he never finished for as good as Julio Jones was in Atlanta. Julio Jones never finished as the wide receiver one. I think his highest was probably, I forget the number off the top of my head, but I believe it was his highest finish ever was a wide receiver eight in half PPR, which to me, like Julio, Julio Jones, we're talking about one of the great receivers of the modern game, but he never finished. He, he's never been a top five receiver. He, he's, his highest finish is eight, which, which is crazy. Now you can call, you could bring the health into it as well, but really it's the touchdowns which really have hurt him. Same thing with Calvin Ridley. Ridley had more touchdown success, but obviously this year with what's happened with, with Ridley and hopefully he's working on his situation and, and he's able to return to the field. The Calvin Ridley question definitely weighs a very heavy amount on how we can assess Kyle Pitts. If Calvin Ridley is back there, obviously it hurts Pitts a little bit because there's not going to be as many balls potentially targeting uh, going to Kyle Pitts. But if there's no Calvin Ridley or if, if Ridley is traded and it is Kyle Pitts, I mean, the, the potential is there. The potential is huge for Kyle Pitts to have a really, really big year. But then again, I, I like the Waller side of it more because Waller right now is being taken in the top of round five. And if you could say to me that I can have Darren Waller in round five, yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, actually, I was, as you were talking, I was looking up Julio Jones's stats sure. over his time in Atlanta and his uh, one year in Tennessee. I think the one year that people reference when talking about Julio Jones can't score is 2017 where he had three touchdowns, only three touchdowns. Yep. But he was coming off. So in 2012, he, or let's go through his entire career. So 2011 rookie year, he had eight touchdowns. 2012, he had 10. Mm -hmm. 2013, he only played five games. He had two. 14, he had six. 15, he had eight. 16, he had six. 17, we already covered three. 18, he had eight. 19, he had six. 20, he played nine games. He had three. And then last year, played 10 games, parts of 10 games, and he had one touchdown. Which I believe was in the playoffs. Well, yeah, receiving touchdown. Yeah, I believe that was in the playoffs. I, I could be wrong on that, but I believe I believe it was in the playoffs. Um, but then we go back and we look at what Kyle Pitts did. Actually, it was in, it was in week 18 against week 18. That was it. That was it. Yes. Okay. But we go, we go back and we look at what Kyle Pitts has done this year. One touchdown for him. People are going to say, well, took him in the fourth round last year was great with receiving numbers, but terrible with touchdowns. I'm going to take that guy in the fourth round again. When common sense is going to say, Negative regression on the yards, positive regression on the touchdowns. Where, where is that happy medium? So would that even with, out then? With Pitts. Bill, 
if he'll regress to the mean, will he just be an average tight end? It it could be. It could be. Like, Adam, if I I were to say to you, and we have a lot more that we have to get to, so I don't don't want to spend too much time on this one. But if I were to say to you that when I'm factoring in the negative regression with the positive regression on Kyle Pitts, if I let me just see where I have his uh, projections at. So I have his projections at. Okay, I have his projections down. I have him down on paper right now for one thousand seventy-three yards and four touchdowns. If I were to say to you that Kyle Pitts gets you over a thousand yards. With four touchdowns, is that good enough to take in round four? What would you say? Honestly, I think hmm. it's tough. It, it is tough. I'd probably take him in round six. And, and that's the problem is I personally would be comfortable taking him in round five. So we're very similar on this. He's not going to be there for us. So, correct. While we can say that, and, and I'm not going to, I'm actually a fan of Pitts this year. Like, I don't mind him. I'm just not in the camp that I'm going to be taking Kyle Pitts in round four. Like, like the, the thing is, is like, those are good numbers, actually. They're good for numbers. They're end, good numbers. For, but a tight, they're, for a tight end, yeah. They're not round four numbers. That's the problem. When I can pull up, Darren Waller's projection. I have Darren Waller down for, and this is this is before potentially Devontae Adams comes down. So you know, take this for what you will. I have Darren Waller down for one thousand one hundred and fifty receiving yards and five touchdowns. So I have I have Waller projected for more than Pitts. Yeah, and. The interesting thing about Darren Waller is that not only was he hurt, but I think that he had a lot of regression because he caught nine touchdowns in 2020. Maybe 2020 and 2019 were kind of like aberration years almost just because, (laughs) or breakout years. I don't know. I still like Darren Waller, but it's worth noting that like maybe Darren Waller's average season is like 950 yards and five touchdowns. Well, I mean, let's just, let's just take the, the, the average of the 2019 to 2020 season. If you're looking for like a perfect happy world, right. Or maybe that's his floor. His floor is like nine is like 900 yards and five touchdowns. That's probably his, his floor. I wouldn't say nine touchdowns would be his floor. I would say probably six would no, be his floor. No, five. Five, oh, five, five. I heard nine. I was like, whoa. Yeah. No. Five or six. I think that's a solid floor. 906. I think, I think that's more than obtainable. I would even, I mean, I'm going as far as to say that he's going to get over a thousand and five. And I, I have him over 1105. So if he can get 1106, yeah. Yeah. And he could get you a hundred catches too. I mean, I'm just going off of the, 90 catches he had in 2019 when he played a full slate of games. And then 2020 hit 107 catches. So say he say average hundred catches in 2022, 
over 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, he'll be top five tight end if he's, if he's able to do that. And you're, getting, if you're, and you're getting that in round five as of right now, which for me, yeah, I'll take that. Absolutely. Yep. But I don't, I don't want to be that guy that's saying, I don't like Pitts this year. I like Pitts. I do. I would take Pitts at the appropriate spot. I'm just not doing it in round four, and I'm not doing it before Darren Waller. Yeah. All right. Pick a number. Uh, five. Thomas number five. Number five is, you're going to like this one. It's from Travis. Oh. Where's Travis, Travis. from? Uh, Travis is from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. Travis asks, or, yeah, Travis asks, Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry in PPR, full PPR. Oh, my God. The answer, I will ask, I will answer your question with a question. How long do you have? This is a great question. This is a great question. This could be its own episode. Yeah, it really can be. Look, if you could tell me that Christian McCaffrey is going to give you a full ga- slate of games. Not even, not, let's not even say a full slate. Let's be realistic. Let's say McCaffrey is able to give you over three quarters of his games. McCaffrey's going to be a star. And wherever you take him in the first round, you are going to look like a fucking genius for doing it. The only problem is that the first time we have an injury riddled year, that's a blip. The second time we have it, it's a pattern. We're now on two years in a row of McCaffrey playing little to no games. Do you really want to risk that in round one versus Derrick Henry, who you know is in an offense that tailors to him, they want to give him the ball, is going to get 250, 300 carries with ease and had an injury last year. That's a blip. That's a blip for Henry. And all credit to him, Derrick Henry has never been that kind of guy to have a catastrophic injury like last year. He ended up coming coming back for the playoffs. Right. He came back and he looked like the Derrick Henry that we all know. See, I think the one thing that kind of makes this an actual debate is those three letters p p r that's what makes this a debate yep because if this is non-ppr then you're taking derrick henry in a heartbeat you're not even thinking about taking about it you're just taking derrick henry it's yeah but in ppr oh the upside is Christian McCaffrey like is he turning into a better version of Saquon Barkley? Where he's like, if he's fully healthy, then he's amazing, but he's never fully healthy. I'm hmm. I was gonna say they're not really the same, but thinking about it, they are they they are kind of the same. They had one year where they 
were on top. And since then, we've been chasing those years. Yeah. I, I never thought of it like that. And I was going to say you're wrong, but Adam, that's, that's a great comparison. That's actually a wicked, that's a wicked comparison. Yeah. I, I just, I just thought of it, but yeah, you, you might be onto something there. It just seems like we're having the same discussions where it's like, well, if he's in the, cause I think either last year or two years ago, it's like, well, if Saquon Barkley can guarantee you 16 games or majority of the season like a three quarters majority of the season then he's a top five pick but he just doesn't do that and last year he was just ineffective and he was healthy for most of the season but he was just ineffective but for christian mccaffrey i mean when is like we'll have to see if all these injuries are like either weighing down on him or his injuries now are beginning more injuries. And even though Christian McCaffrey has the PPR upside, I'm still going to go with Derrick Henry in this regard, in this debate. I'm going with Henry as well. And I think the, the major difference is the touchdown upside with Derrick Henry, the guaranteed work that Derrick Henry is going to get. And while the PPR upside is greater because McCaffrey is a threat to be a 90, 100 catch guy, I just don't trust it with the durability because I, I always like to say guys that have, and I'm sure we've talked about it in the show in the past guys that have soft tissue injury history. That is one that's really tough to knock, especially as you get older, but guys that have actual impact injuries like Derrick Henry had, those are the ones that I am more willing to go and go out on a limb on. So Henry had his surgery, corrected the problem, came back, played. McCaffrey never had a surgery. It was more of a rest and let's hope this thing doesn't act up again sort of deal, which I don't want to go on a Let's hope it doesn't act up. I don't want to go off of hope. I want to go off of it was something was done to correct the problem. The problem is now corrected. And now this guy can go back to being a top tier athlete. That's what I'm looking for out of my guy. I'm not going off of hope. I don't, I don't want to be saying prayers every single night that my guy that I spend a mid first round pick on is going to be healthy. I don't need to go to bed. And hoping that I w don't wake up in the morning to Christian McCaffrey pulled his hamstring getting out of bed. Yes, because that is the worst kind of purgatory that you could be in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hamstring, high ankle sprain, safari. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And it's not worth it with that early of a pick. I, I, I say it all the time. If McCaffrey's going to be in the second round, yes, worth it. Absolutely. But at the 1-5, one 1-6, one one where he is most certainly going to go, if not higher, no, not worth my time. Yep, I agree. All right, so 2-5. and five. 
are picked. So let's, let's do my um, let's do my 95th minute winner hero against Wolves at the Emirates. Number nine, Alexandre Lacazette. He's a Frenchman. He's a number nine. Number nine. He plays for Arsenal in red and white. Scoring goals is what he does best. And he goes by the name of Lacazette. Number nine is from Corey. Oh, okay. Where's Corey from? Uh, Northport, New York. Okay. Corey asks Cam Akers or J.K. Dobbins in half half PPR. No, I love them both. (laughs) In half, you said? Yeah. Oh, I love them both. I really do. I think JK is, is, is a son of mine. Cam is my Cam's my favorite boy. I love Cam. I do love Cam. Um, now, th- this one, in, in all seriousness, this, this one is easy. This one is easy. It's Cam Makers for me. Cam yeah, Makers for Cam me. Makers. Better offense. I think he's going to have more of the majority share of touches in the Rams offense. Um doesn't have the Lamar Jackson problem to deal with. I say the Lamar Jackson problem with all the respect in the world because you know Lamar Jackson is going to take some touches away from J.K. Dobbins given his ability to run the ball. Matthew Stafford is not a runner, last I checked. And I was really, really enthused by the way that the Rams used Cam Akers in the playoffs as their majority go-to guy, especially in, in, in the later rounds and eventually in the Super Bowl as well. Uh, Cam Akers really did see a lot of the ball, which is which is great. And I think if anybody was was was, I guess, worried about Akers and whether or not you know the play of Darrell Henderson early on, and then Sony Michelle towards the end of the year was really going to hamper into uh, McVeigh's thinking about you know how he was going to utilize Akers. Cam Cam Akers is their number one guy, and I am completely convinced in saying that. I have Cam Akers in my half PPR ranks. I have him at 23 overall. So for me, he's a top of the third round pick. I would be comfortable taking him in the late second if, if, if need be. Yeah, I think the real tiebreaker between Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins is that we saw Cam Akers come back from his season ending injury. Yeah. And we saw him play after his season ending injury. And he looked fine. Yep. I mean, that's not J.K. Dobbins' fault. It's the Ravens' fault for not making playoffs. But, but um, you know, we've seen what we've seen from Cam Akers. And it, uh, you know, it gives optimism. It makes me optimistic about him. Yeah. And we just don't know with J.K. Dobbins. So, yeah. Well, I think J.K. JK is going to be fine. I'm not, I'm not worried about Dobbins. What I am worried about with Dobbins is the fact that he is in an offense where Lamar Jackson is their number one running back, as we've talked about a thousand times in the show. Yep. So for me, for me, it is it is Cam Akers. We have not disagreed on one. This is a problem. This is a problem. Two five nine. Uh, we'll go with. Jan's Lambin, number one. Number one is from Con. Oh my God. Okay. Connor. Okay. Where, where's Connor from? 
Uh, Percasey, Pennsylvania. Is that a real? Where is that? That's a real place. Where Where in Pennsylvania is that? South of Allentown, north of Philadelphia. Gotcha. Connor asks Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Again, I think this is another really easy one. I know. Patrick Mahomes is great. He's amazing. Oh, fuck. fuck you, Adam. It's Josh Allen. It's, it, it, it is Josh Allen for me. And it's as simple as Josh Allen has more of a rushing upside than Patrick Mahomes does. And while Mahomes will be very, very good throwing the ball, as he always is, Josh Allen is always going to give you the much safer week-to-week floor because of the ability that he has to get outside the pocket, make plays with his legs, and most importantly, get you those rushing touchdowns, which at the end of the day, we all know is what puts quarterbacks over the top. And, you know, when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, who in the last four years that he's had in his career has gotten you 31 rushing touchdowns, it's really, really hard to turn that down. Now, if you're asking me who I would rather have at their current price, I would take Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes, we're looking at the top of round five right now, whereas Josh Allen is being taken at the top of round three. We are actually living in a world, Adam, where there is a two-round difference between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' price. That, to me, is absolutely fucking mental. It's pretty crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts to me. Yeah, well, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is ever going to hit that 50-touchdown ceiling, and that probably is his ceiling. 50 touchdowns that he had in 2018. That could be the best year of his career. But I th- I still think that Patrick Mahomes just puts up the number. The numbers that he puts up kind of overtakes the rushing upside of Josh Allen. Just the, the sheer numbers as far as passing is concerned. And no, he does not get a lot of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's had two rushing touchdowns every year that he's a starter, which is kind of funny. All four, so he, yeah, he's been a starter for four years and he's had two rushing touchdowns every single year. Yeah. And I mean, Mahomes, you know what you're going to get because he is in, he is in this offense, right? Where we all know you have Travis Kelsey, you have Tyreek Hill. You're going to have those guys that are going to make plays and they're going to make Mahomes have those kind of games where he's just going to absolutely go nuts, right? I mean, he almost threw for 5,000 yards this season. Right, right. But then he also had that week, that the week, those, stretch, those stretches towards the end of the year where he was awful, the exception of a Sunday night football game where he torched the, torched the Raiders and I was playing him in two, in two leagues that week. So... Who's going to be more consistent week to week? It's going to be Josh Allen. Who's going to have the better ceiling week to week? It's going to be Josh Allen. But who's going to be more affordable? It's going to be Mahomes. And I actually think now, obviously, this 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 just varies, right? Because it's Patrick Mahomes. People know who Patrick Mahomes is. It's kind of like it's the Tom Brady effect. People know who Tom Brady is. They're going to draft Brady a bit higher than maybe you would say he would normally go in previous years. 
Mahomes, same situation. People are going to see Patrick Mahomes. They're going to say, oh, Patrick Mahomes, I know him. He's good. They're going to take Mahomes higher. I'd be interested to see how the ADP stat, like stacks out between those two guys. Because well, I can tell you right now. I can give you. Uh, I can well, give you live. I mean, like, I mean, like after the season, or not after the season, after drafts, like week one or before week one. I could tell you where they're going on um, NFC. If Why you'd not? like to know. Because I'd like to see if that's consistent with what you're what you were saying before, where there's a two round different difference in price. Okay. Uh, okay, so Josh Allen is going twenty third. Patrick Mahomes is going thirty seven. So it's a round, Ooh. round and a half. Yeah. Round and a half difference. Which is which is fine. Which is fine. I'd st- I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes. Well, you'd rather have Patrick you'd rather have Patrick Mahomes because you are uh, you're never gonna say anything nice about my my son, Josh Allen. It's because I like Patrick Mahomes also. I'm, yeah, I'm not a fan. Listen, familiar relationships should not impact fantasy football. And you know what I'm talking about. Adam, I also can't have a, I can't have a human being on, on, on my teams that I don't personally like. But then well, again, I, I had I had I had Tyreek Hill on a team this year, so I can't really I can't really say that. Well, I can definitely relate to you in that regard. Because now that he's officially retired, I can say that I've never had that guy in fantasy i miss him i hope he comes back i hope he stays retired what if tom brady were to sign with the jets i feel really weird i have to take a sabbatical (laughs) at least you're honest i would not i would not start rooting for tom brady just because he was on the jets that's a if that were to happen i don't know if you would be um, populated by a lot of Jets fans in the boat that you're on, but that is at least an honest answer. I want you to, next time you record with Jake, I want you to ask him that question. Oh, okay. Or I could just text him. Or you could just do that. Or I could text him. Before and we can do that, pick a number. Uh, let's go with Kieran Gibbs, number three. Number three is from Bobby. You're going to like this one too. Hit me. Where's Bobby from? First of all, Bobby is from, are we talking about, is, is this Bobby Baklava? It, it might be. Oh, great guy. Um, Bobby is from, he's, he, he, he's from uh, Newark, New Jersey. He's from Newark and he likes to play with toy trains. <laughs> yes. Bobby asks, I'm on Ross St. Brown. Ah, no! no! Or, or, or Michael Thomas. Oh, oh my God, need to ask, actually ask this question? For fuck's sake, you know the answer. Come on. In full, in full point PPR. Oh, my God. Oh, I my know. God. 
come on. This is, is this even a question? It is a question. I, 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 I mean, it's Abad Ross St. Brown. I'm very curious. I'm curious again. I want to see where where Amon Ross St. Brown is going in uh, NFC dress. Amon Ross, uh, why would you? I didn't. Even, that doesn't make any sense. This is um, this is PPR. You said, yeah, full, full. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Michael Thomas is going eighty third. Oh my god! Amon Ross St. Brown is going. <laughs> 41st Adam, we've done it! We've done it! Come on, let's go wiping the charts. So wait, so why is this question even being asked? I guess someone is just really low on, on, on Amon Ross St. Brown. Like I don't know why they're Amon Ross St. Brown and Michael Thomas aren't even in the straight same stratosphere for me. Or they're or they're really high on Michael Thomas. Or they're really high on Michael Thomas, yeah. I mean, let me just check my ranks where I have Amon Ra versus where I have Michael Thomas. I mean, Michael Thomas with the injury history and the questions at quarterback. I don't like it. So I have I have Amon Ra St. Brown at 47 in PPR. I have Michael Thomas at at 83. I mean, Michael Thomas did literally nothing for you last year. Pretty much. He did literally nothing. He he didn't play. He he didn't play a game. Yep. As far, so you're basing it off of last year, where he almost forced his way off the team, where he was good sparingly. He was drafted as a top five player, and he was only sparingly good for the New Orleans Saints in 2020. Yep. I I just don't see it. Nope. Michael I don't either. I don't either. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Michael Thomas, who took forever to score a touchdown in 2020. Yep. No, no, thank you. I'll pass. I'll pass. I'm on our same prime, please. Yep. My friend, my son. Let me know what Jake texts you back. Oh, I will. When, when I hear, when I hear from the man, you will be the first to know. I'm excited. Because I kind of don't really know where Jake is going to lie on this. I have a, I have an idea. Because if he's like any other Jets fan, I think I have an idea. But Jake he, is he, Jake is going to say absolutely kind of Tom Brady will win his championship tomorrow. Oh my god, the Super Bowl will be tainted. I have to no, see. No, it wouldn't. You would celebrate that Super Bowl the same fucking way as any other Super Bowl would be won by the Jets, and you know it. Oh, that would be so weird. I would feel so weird. Satan could be your head coach and you would celebrate. Satan could be your head coach. Saddam Hussein could be your owner and you would celebrate the same way if the Jets won the Super Bowl. I mean, Bill Belichick only resigned after a day, so I don't think Satan is going to be our head coach. Jesus. Jesus. I mean, you, you, your, your, your football club is, is, is run by a, by a... Woody Johnson's arguably wor- a worse person. Than the, the, the people who run... Manchester City? Oh no, the 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 uh, the Abu Dhabi consortium isn't 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 bad. It's it's the Saudis that are bad. It's the new it's the Newcastle consortium that are bad. All right, I I I reserve all judgment for uh, for Man City uh, football group, whatever they're called. 
Is that it? No, Man City Football Group? It's City Football Group. City Football Group. Okay, I was close. I was close. I was close. The only the only real uh, company that I that I know that owns a, a football entity is uh, KSC. Fuck them. Did I have, have I mentioned that I hate uh, Stan Kroenke on this podcast yet? No, I don't think you have. Good. Fuck Stan Kroenke. About as much as Phil Leotardo mentions how many years he spent in prison. Fuck Stan Kroenke. It's the one word. That, that is the one word, and I had to say it when it comes to Stan Kroenke. For all of those that need to know what that word was, use your imaginations. It starts with a letter in the alphabet. Yep. Early in the alphabet. Early first in the half. alphabet. Yeah. It first, has four letters. Half. Yep. Has four letters, three consonants, and one vowel. I could be multiple. Like, actually, it could be multiple words. So, yeah. Could be. Just have to use their imaginations. Correct. Um, okay. So, two, three, five, and nine. Two, three, five, nine. Let's go with number four, Lou Gehrig. Number four is from Sean. Where's Sean, Sean from? Uh, Sean Connery is from Dublin, Ireland. It's not spelled the same way, but same difference. Oh, he spells it. He spells it the wrong way. S H A W N. No, A A U N. A U N. Oh, he spells it even the really, really, really wrong way. Sorry, Sean. I, yeah, my I, dad I, says that about people that spell Steve. So his name is Steve. Yeah. And he says sometimes he like jokingly says that about people who spell it with a ph. Oh, oh, so instead of S-T-E-V-E-N, wait, so like Steph? Because S-T-E-P-H is Steph, like Steph Curry. Yeah, no, well, I see people sometimes, I think I knew somebody in high school that his name is Steven. But he oh, spells but then they it spell it S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Yes. That, that is the incredibly wrong way. Everyone knows that Stephen is spelled S-T-E-V-E-N. Unless you're going to say that it's Stephen. Right. Because then you're like Stephen Curry. Yes, Stephen. Stephen is S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Stefan is S-T-E-F-A-N. It's basic grammar. It's basic grammar that some people have just decided to just completely and utterly ignore. And I have no time for it. Yes. Well, anyway, Sean, where's Sean from? Did you say where Sean's from? Uh, Sean is from Dublin, Ireland. Right. Right. Because he's, you know, Sean Connery, but not spelled the same way. Right. 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 And, and because next week is, is, is their national holiday. That's right. The dumbest holiday around. No, no offense to the Irish people out there. I'm sure you're By all the way, rest in peace to Sean Connery. Great guy. Love Sean, love Sean Connery. Makes great. Love James Bond. James Bond. Great guy. It's another running back question. Okay. Ezekiel Elliott versus Saquon Barkley in half PPR. Ooh. Ooh. I think the huh? one thing that keep I think the one thing that keeps this close is Tony Pollard. Yeah. Because no Tony Pollard yeah. is makes this Zeke all the way. But Tony Pollard makes this close. I think I would still side with Zeke just because I think better offense 
more opportunities, you know he's going to at least play. Whereas Barkley, again, it, it's it's like the McCaffrey debate. You don't know with with Barkley. So for me, for me, yeah, for me, I would I would I would side with would seek better offense again, more opportunity, and is probably going to play more games than 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 Barkley will. But if you're going to draft Ezekiel Elliott, you must 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 get Tony Pollard, who in my half PPR ranks, I have Tony Pollard at seventy. So you need to go and spend a seventh round pick on Zeke Sanko, which if you decide to do that, Godspeed. Yes. He, Tony Pollard is very quickly turning into the new and improved Kareem Hunt. Well, basically somebody who's going to be incredible after somebody gets, after his uh, starting right back in, gets injured. Adam, I have some breaking news and need to report. Um, it is official. I am $250 richer. Raul Neto hit his three. Kate Cunningham has over 15 points and assists. And Kyle Kuzma with 15.6 seconds to go. Hit a free throw to put me over 20 points to 21 points on the night. Get in, Kyle Kuzma. Let's go. Woo! You feel that, Adam? You feel that, Adam? That's the power of winning. That's the power of winning. That's nice. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, but yes, I, I, I apologize. I'm very, very sorry for interrupting. Um, we were talking about Tony Pollard. Yes. Well, Tony Pollard's the Kareem Hunt in the sense. So is Zeke Spencer Ware in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> it's no Ezekiel Elliott is Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt is, is, is oh is that Tony Pollard Kareem Hunt current Kareem Hunt I see. yes 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 in terms of, because I have Kareem Hunt now let me see where I have Hunt in in these ranks so I have Hunt I have, I have Hunt two spots higher than Pollard wow what a precipitous fall for Kareem Hunt not really not really. People were taking him high last year. No, people were taking people were taking him in like round six, round seven last year. Just uh, in PPR at least. PPR I think people thought of him as like more of a handcuff or more than a handcuff because of what he did in 2020. Fair. Fair. And I think people were also expecting that maybe Nick Chubb would go down and, and, and Hunt would have an opportunity. Um Hunt was the one that went down, and 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 when Chubb went down, Hunt was out. And then, at really, Dearness Johnson is, turned out to be the guy that could be the future of the Cleveland running back room. Yeah. Yep. Who maybe we all we all know that you love, or maybe. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson are all system running backs. And the offensive line for the Browns is just so good. That'll make anybody look good. Fair. Fair. Because that is also a possibility. 
Yeah, but it, it, we we also know that Cleveland Cleveland wants to run the ball with all of their might. Well, that too. I think that's a. I mean, that's definitely a factor. Yes, they want to run the ball. That is a Kevin Stefanski. Uh, what am I looking for? Foundational piece, value, virtue. It's virtue, virtue. Yeah. It's a pillar of his offense. Pillar. That's the word I was looking for. Pillar. Thank you. Holy fuck. That was going to bother me. Yes. Is a Kevin Stefanski fixture. Ooh, that's a good one. That he wants to run the ball. It's a chandelier that he has. Chandelier. Adam, you're going to get me fucking singing now. (laughs) You, you You know that C is shit. Come on now. I know. Well, listen. Great. That's fi- a I can, vibe. When you said fixture, I can only think of two things. Lighting and soccer. Very fair. Yep. All right. And when you, when you said chandelier, I immediately, my head went to say it. Or Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, damn it. I've opened up this can of worms. Oh, you have. You have. I'm going to start singing now. The pipes right. are getting warmed up. Me, 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 me. Foo, 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 fee. One, two, three, four, five, nine are all taken. All right. So it's six, seven, eight left? Yes. All right. Uh, we're going to go with, uh, we're gonna go with Lolo Koscielny, number six. Number six is from Logan. Lolo, Logan. Whatever. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. Very clever, Adam. Lolo. Logan. Where's Logan from? Um, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Okay. Logan asks, this is a tough one. Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson in non-PPR? Oh, for fuck's sake. Got our part of the ranks in this one. Yeah, they're back to back for me. Jeff- Jefferson's at 13, Jamar Chase is at 14. Honestly, there is no difference. There is no difference for me between these two. Jefferson, for me, I'm going to put him slightly above Chase because I think that the corners that exist in the NFC North, you could easily have a bit more than the corners that are going to be in the AFC North. Where in the AFC North, you obviously have the Ravens. You're going to have the Steelers that have a more improved secondary. Then you have Denzel Ward in Cleveland, which Jamar Chase is going to have to deal with, which he's dealt, he dealt with this year. And one matchup, it was fine. The other matchup, it was okay. Um, whereas Justin Jefferson, yeah, he's going to have to, he's going to, have to go against um, the Packers and their very good secondary. But he gets the Bears and he gets the Lions. Well, so the Bears have a, an okay secondary. Okay, second, okay, secondary, but they don't have they don't have that corner that's going to take Justin Jefferson potentially out of a game like they have in the AFC North. But I think no team, no no team really has that corner. Nobody that corner hasn't existed since Darrell Rivas retired. See, I just I disagree. I think I think there are corners that are like that. I think Jalen Ramsey is the is the prototype for that. Jalen Jalen. Jalen Ramsey is, is is he is that guy, and maybe to a lesser extent, I don't know. I don't know if any if any more you would say that that is, 
but I think in a different spot, maybe he could be that Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, Stefan Gilmore could be okay. Maybe I'm a bit overblown, but well, how did you forget the best corner of the national football league, Trayvon Diggs? Yeah. He's terrible. He's only good at interceptions. Oh, right here. You would take Trayvon Diggs on the Jets in a fucking heartbeat. Because he has intercept. Because that's the one thing Jets corners don't do is they don't they don't force interceptions. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They do not. And like Jalen Ramsey this year, he wasn't. We talked about this all the time. Whenever I would reference the Jalen Ramsey experience, you would say, "Well, you know, the Jalen Ramsey experience isn't actually a thing this year because they play him all over the field." Fair. They were playing him more as a safety this year. Yes, that is that is that is true. I guess it, would the corners be a tiebreaker in this one? Maybe. I don't know. This is this is a tough one. Anything it's, that you would say to separate these guys would be splitting hairs. It's it's a tiebreaker, but again, you know, like like I said before, it, it's it's one that is very very much right down the middle like it's very very hard for me to separate the two because i mean the one tiebreaker before would have been the offense and the coaching staff because mike zimmer is a run first guy and you know the vikings would be would be a run first team but now that uh, kevin o'connell is going to be there they might open it up a little bit more and that can mean a lot for justin jefferson true and that'll make that makes this debate a lot more even. So I think it's kind of a push, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Justin Jefferson. I would say I would take Jefferson, but it's very close. Very, very close. We're, we're talking minimal, 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 minimal difference between the two. Yep. All right. Seven or eight. Seven. Robert Pierce. Seven, seven is from Billy. Oh, Lil Where's Bill. Billy. Where's Billy from? Uh, Lil Bill is from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, H. Ohio. Thank you. They lost to fucking Nebraska tonight, too. It's pricks. Billy asks a three-way question. Three-way. So, I'm interested. This is a three-person debate between Kyler Murray versus Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson. Oh. Interesting. You have you have a little bit of everything with these guys, don't you? You're looking for the middle ground. You're looking for the guy who's going to be just pure pocket passers, going to throw you throw a ton of touchdowns. Going to give you a little bit of rushing here and there, but really, you know, he's going to be an inside the pocket, fire it kind of guy. Justin Herbert. Which the would guy be my pick. Is going to get you a ton of yards, both through the air and on the ground. It's Kyler. If you're looking for the pure rusher that's just going to potentially break open games just with his legs, it's Lamar Jackson. For me, it's, it's, it's between Lamar and Herbert. I don't want to say I'm down on Kyler for this year, but I'm not, I'm not as hot on him 
as I've been in years past. I think it comes down to, I have some durability questions when it comes to Kyler. And I also have um, his, I don't want to say commitment towards Arizona, but his commitment towards Arizona, if, if you get my well, I mean, just the, the news, the cloud surrounding Arizona and all the scuttlebutt about his future there. The fact that his agent had to release a statement, I mean, it's never a good sign. And even, even the statement was just very, it was, it was something. This, the, the statement in and of itself was very like, you know, very I'm better than you and you know it sort of thing. And, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't like that personally. Of course, the Arizona Cardinals would get a generational quarterback and they find a way to fuck it up. Teams would kill for a generational quarterback like that. You got that right. And they've somehow managed to just completely fuck it up. I'd pick Justin Herbert in this scenario. Justin Herbert has the floor. And I like the floor for, for Herbert. Lamar Jackson has the rushing upside. And he Lamar Jackson has the ceiling, but Herbert has the floor. And I would take Lamar Jackson just because I, I am very hot on the rushing quarterbacks this year. Um, and I know I just said after, after being down on Kyler, uh, but in general, I'm pretty hot on the, on the guys that will be able to rush. So guys like uh, Lamar Jackson, guys like uh, guys like Trey Lance, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, to, to a lesser extent, uh, Justin Fields, if Deshaun Watson, you can guarantee me Deshaun Watson will play this year. Yeah, Deshaun Watson as well. I'm I'm pretty hot on those mobile quarterbacks, and uh, and 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 for me, yeah, for me for me, I'm 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 rolling with uh, I'm rolling with Lamar here, but very close, very close between uh, Lamar and Herbert for me. All right, so number eight is from Alex. Where's Alex from? Um, Alex is from Warsaw, Poland. Okay. Yeah. Alex. Alex asks, see Origi- originally from Reno, Nevada, but he, he moved to Warsaw. Okay. Alex asks CeeDee Lamb or DK Metcalf in non-PPR. I love both. I love both. But in non-PPR, it, it has to be DK. Does this depend on the quarterback situation? Very much so. I mean, honestly, um, if Gino is starting for Seattle, Gino I, loves DK Metcalf. I was going to say that. I was going to say that. It actually may not matter for, for DK, which, which, which is kind of crazy. That it, it, it may not matter for DK Metcalf if Russell Wilson is there or not, because DK posted better numbers this year with Geno Smith than he did with, with Russell Wilson. You know what kind of reminds me of? You know, like when Drew Brees is injured and Taysom Hill started and Taysom Hill like force fed Michael Thomas the ball? Yep. It's kind of like that. Except Very similar. Force fed the ball to DK Metcalf. 
get it to your most comfortable target, get it to your best target. And, and I think Geno Smith understood that with DK. I mean, how, how, how hard is it to get, get the ball to a six foot behemoth of a human being who is built like a brick shithouse? Uh, Geno Smith understood that Russell Wilson clearly did not fuck I mean, Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf is literally the best receiver Geno Smith has ever had NFL or college. And then some, and then some, they, they had, it was on Twitter today. I think DK may have retweeted this actually, because I, I am a follower of DK Metcalf on the, on, on the Twitter. Uh, he retweeted his combine um, reel. A sight to behold. I, I truly forgot how majestic it was watching him run the 40. And I, I remember I was watching that live and my jaw was on the floor when he ran a, he ran a four, three, seven, 40. It's like, what? Yep. I mean, that big, a that wide, smart, four, three, 40. Stupid. Ole Miss is a receiver factory. It is. It is. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf. Elijah Moore. Elijah. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me, give me. Come on, Adam. No. Come on, Adam. Come on. More. Yes, 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 yes. Get in, get in. You couldn't, you couldn't leave me hanging. You couldn't leave me hanging. That's, that's your receiver. That's your guy. That's my guy. And guess what? If I drop dead within the next 10 years, hopefully I don't, but in the unfortunate event that I do, when I'm long gone from this planet, you're going to remember me whenever you look at Elijah Moore as Elijah, give me, give me more. Well, I. It's forever etched into your skull. Yes. Well, I think that when Zach Wilson hands the Lombardi Trophy to Elijah Moore, that song will be blaring in the speakers at whatever stadium. My ghost will make sure that it happens. (laughs) In Arizona next year. Oh, oh, (laughs) no. I tell you what. I tell you what. If they do win the Super Bowl next year, I might be a ghost. (laughs) Yeah, you might have disappeared because I... (laughs) To disappear. <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm going to disappear if that happens. Jake and I Make... will be insufferable. Oh, I will block both of you. All right. Well, anyway, that's it for the mailbag. Mailbag is mailbag. And. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Caster, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.